woke up and I went poop. The next day, I woke up and I went poop. Sometimes I like to look at it after I am done. When I am done, I'll right, turn around and look at it. I really wanna touch it, and then I wanna poke it. So I use the plunger, but I poke it with the handle, and then I make it into something cool. I'll stir it up so I can liquefy it, and it looks like brown chocolate yoo-hoo water, but it's more like poo-poo water. <laughs> Welcome to this Never Happened Podcast, everyone. My name is Lee, and I'm here with Matt and Greg. Yeah, here we are. We're here, here too. <laughs> Let me open this. That's a good one. It's a good time to time to open it. Let's open it up. Let's open up this pit. Greg, what are we doing today? I just want to tell you about a little short story about a uh, uh, humanoid encounter. Your personal humanoid encounter? Mm, no, I'm not that cool. I mean, we're humanoids, aren't we, Greg? Yeah. Mm, we're humans. You you can suck on our titties, can't you? You can milk them. Uh, you could... <laughs> go suck I, milk. I was going to say, you could argue that this is an encounter. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I think. You guys sometimes make me want to just bash my head into a wall. Oh. <laughs> but we're being good today. And you're immortal. Not immortal, amortal. Amorphous. So you would probably die. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Did you guys watch a uh, uh, Dahmer? That's no, you no? brought it up too many times now. I don't think I have. Okay, <laughs> it's good. You should watch it. That is, that's all I'll say. My friend Dahmer. It almost makes me wish we did a true crime podcast, but there's just we can't we, we can't. can't we, we can't really at can't. this point we can't do a true crime podcast 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 yeah i like that Proncast. Proncast. <laughs> so yeah we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of ufo and alien encounters and things like that so it only fits that we do some more <laughs> i just wanted to tell you guys about this cool cool encounter from this guy his name's carl higdon Carl Higdon. Yeah, it's a humanoid encounter, which is not a human encounter. It is humanoid. That means it looks, it has two arms, two legs, a head, nose, whatever, you know. It's human-ish. No, human. Humanoid. Somewhat human. <laughs> a human-ish encounter. Human-like. Okay. Uncanny okay. <laughs> Valley. So anyways, I, uh, I'm i going to be reading from this app I have called UFO Insight. It's really cool. They have a lot of really cool stories from different encounters with UFOs and aliens and stuff like that. Cool. But yeah, so this took place in, in October of 1974. Um, My in, favorite in time. In Wyoming. Do you say Wyoming or Wyoming? I, I always say Wyoming. Wyoming. Why, Wyoming. Did they get rid of the last part? Wyoming. Like, there's a G. Or I-N-G. I, th- I thought that was just silent. I don't know anymore. Wyoming. My, Wyoming. Sometimes I think <laughs> It's like their TV life. ads. Come to Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming. No, I do pronounce the ing. So do um, I. So when I lived in Colorado... Wyoming was known because, or like in Fort Collins, uh, all of the meth heads that lived in Wyoming would drive down to Fort Collins all the time. 
Nice. Yeah. And that's how we... Because I have recreational meth there? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they call that the uh, the white state. Nice. <laughs> like, right. Oh, man, this meth come down the hurts, man. I need some pot. <laughs> All right. So, um, so okay, so... Uh, Another harsh Wyoming winter on the way, and uh, with food prices rising higher than most Americans could afford, 41-year-old Carl Higdon prepared to venture out into the woodlands and wilderness in an attempt to hunt down a large chunk of his family's meat supply for the following few months, because okay. it's going to be winter. That's and, an honest living. Yeah. yeah. So so this is basically, he's living out there pretty remote. Uh, yeah, he's, li- he's yeah, yeah. living off the land pretty much. Cool. So yeah, so he's like, I'm going to go out here, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna hunt me some dirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make me some dirt. I'm gonna drink me some bear. <laughs> and it's gonna be groovy because yeah. it's the 1970s. Yeah. Try to avoid getting eaten by a bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> drink so, a bear. Yeah. So his this encounter is fucking weird. Um. So I'll read to you. Uh. That. <laughs> yes. That. <laughs> Makes <please>. sense. <laughs> yeah. So. As on the, the October 25th began, Carl Higdon was not actually planning to go hunting, at least not initially. He was preparing to go to work as, an, as normal when he received a phone call from one of his crew before he, the afternoon shift. He was sick, so then Higdon decided, I'm not going to go to work then because he'd be the only crew member there. Hmm. So, he, so with the afternoon free, he decided to venture out into the Wyoming countryside because he wanted to go get some of that meat. Hell yeah, and when you're living out there, you're loving out there. That's yeah. right. So he, he set out on his adventure with his gun and his other stuff. And so while he was on his way there, he saw some guy, and, and he was going to go to like this normal place he usually goes to to hunt, whatever. So on the way on the way out, he saw these other guys on the side of the road trying to fix their car, so they pulled over to help him. And after they did all that, he uh, they had a conversation because Carl was like, hey, I saw you guys got like a dead deer in the back of your truck. You guys were hunting? <laughs> hey, cool deer carcass. Yeah. <laughs> so they're talking about hunting and uh, they're like, yeah, man, we actually have this secret spot that we do every year. But since you helped us, we're going to let you in on the little secret. And so you never do that. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they told him where it was. And Carl's like, sweet shit. Sweet shit. <laughs> so he gets there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is where it gets weird. So what, what were they, uh, sorry, I, I must've fallen asleep. Where were they, <laughs> where, what were they pointing out to him? Like, what was he going to find? The secret spot. The secret yeah, spot. Right? Does he know what is at the secret spot His, or? Uh, just a, a, a place for a bunch of deer and stuff. Oh, Humanoids. so like the, that's the good hunting yeah. spot. Yeah. Sick. So here we go. This is where it gets weird. Uh, Upon exiting his truck and preparing his hunting gear, Higdon would spot another fellow hunter, his friend Gary Eaton. The mm-hmm. pair spoke for a few minutes before Gary informed him he was going higher into the forest than Higdon, but that he might scare down some elk for him. As, uh, as his friend went on his way, Higdon made his way to the location the stranded hunters had informed him about. As he did, he came across a concealed area behind a hill. It was shortly after entering this area that a sudden burst of movement out of the corner of his eye caught his attention. He focused on his surroundings and spotted a small herd of elk. Inside his head, he was like, fuck yeah, I'ma shoot me some elk. Hell yeah, that's some good meat. Yeah, so he was slightly above the elk, five of them in total. With his hunting rifle raised, he took aim at one of the animals and fired. 
However, not only did the kickback from the gun not happen, there was no sound whatsoever. At the same time, Higdon had the end of the rifle in his sights and claims to have witnessed the bullet leave the barrel and travel through the air slowly. It, quote, floated like a butterfly, unquote. That's Hmm. so cool. That's so cool. cool. So he fires it. He's still in like real time and Mm -hmm. everything, but there's no, it doesn't like kick. It doesn't make a bang. Yeah. That bullet just goes. Yeah. Hmm. So so when he says like a butterfly, does that also mean it's just like kind of like moving, fluttering fluttering through the air all weird? That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it would eventually drop to the ground about 50 feet in front of him. Uh, he suddenly became aware of a painful silence all around him. Like when, when you're in the woods and, and uh, birds and shit realize that like there's a big bear or some kind of predator animal around, they'll all go quiet. Mm. And it just have to be like, a, like an eerie quietness around you in the woods, which is weird. So not a sound came from anywhere or anything. Higdon could sense a feeling of static electricity that you often don't, that you often get before a fierce thunderstorm. Whoa. Coming to his senses a little, he stepped forward to retrieve the fallen 7mm bullet. He noticed that the lead part was no longer in the bullet, which itself, or the casing of it, was misshapen considerably. Suddenly, uh, suddenly a twig snapped somewhere nearby. And he was like, whoa, what the fuck? Crazy. So this is where he meets this guy. Higdon would spin around, immediately seeing the figure in front of him. Thinking it was a fellow hunter, he lowered his gun quickly. As the strange figure emerged from the shadows... He realized something was terribly wrong. The figure was most definitely humanoid and male, but it wasn't human. Higdon would later recall that the figure had no detectable ears with very small eyes and no eyebrows. He, uh, he also recalled that his hair was coarse, like straw growing out of his head. Ooh, yeah. yeah, very a lot like Sam the Sandown Clown. Yeah, it yeah. Had, a, had a slit-like mouth that exposed three extremely large human teeth. <laughs> Perhaps most bizarre were the antenna-like objects on each side of his forehead. Higdon would add, no chin was visible. His face just seemed to blend right into his throat. He had no jawbone. Do you like my teeth? I found them. I found them and stuck them in my mouth. Cheekless. Cheekless. <laughs> I think the other hunter was messing with him. Yeah, he, he was like, all right, go to this spot. Let's let's fuck with him. <laughs> So he would have, he would estimate the mystery male creature to be about six foot in height and and adorn a one piece tight fitting black suit similar to a wetsuit scuba divers wear. And like we always talk about, it, it's always these one piece yep, suits. Always. On the chest were harnesses that crisscrossed each other. The figure also wore a metallic belt with a six pointed yellow star where the buckle should have been. So I'm looking at these pictures of him right now. These this is fucking badass right it's so <laughs> weird looking. it's almost terrifying though. it kind of yeah. is he's almost like a like a terminator deity something already already unnerved and bordering on panic when higdon noticed the creature's right arm it was all he could do to prevent absolute terror from gripping him where the hand should have been was a drill-like device attached or blended onto the wrist he looked at the left arm, noticing there was nothing at all on the end of the blunt limb. So he's overcompensating. Pretty much. Mm. <laughs> the creature Damn. moved. The creature moved forward, directly approaching Higdon. Bracing himself for the worst, it was a disorienting surprise when the creature asked matter-of-factly, How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> that part, oh, I just you know. that part. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So already struggling to keep his composure, 
and process what was happening when the strange creature asked Higdon if he was hungry. You hungry? <laughs> <laughs> it simply threw him off. Oh, man. And before he could answer the questions, a clear package levitated towards him, seemingly at the commands of the strange visitor. Higdon reached for it. He opened the cellophane-like package, revealing four pills inside. The creature told Higdon that it would make him feel really good and he'd get a boner. <laughs> Just kidding. See, this really goes to show you can't judge a book by its cover. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, this guy's pretty fucking terrifying looking, especially for 70s standards. And, uh... Yeah, and then he just, he's so nice. I yeah. love him. I, I think, love him. I mean, how did he get his clothes on? <laughs> that's with those, a, with that's those a really hands, good question. Those, <laughs> well, he sharp. obviously has telepathy, so. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was, that, that was my first guess, but I, I don't know. I was just thinking about how annoying it is to get dressed every day. Do you guys ever think about that as uh, you're getting dressed? During, during the work week, yes. Oh, Monday, through, like, Monday through Friday, I dread getting out of bed because I know I have to immediately be active and physical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i usually i do this weird thing so i'm a morning person <laughs> i am too but mm -hmm. i uh, hate i hate more i i'm a morning i i love waking up early in the morning but i hate dealing with people early in the morning yeah no, no, I, i'm more of like I, I can wake up i can hop out of bed and just like be in a good mood pretty much immediately yeah. but i always do this thing where like i get out of bed like two hours before i go into work and then I'm, I'm like already ready. Mm -hmm. I, do, I do everything to get ready and then I just sit there. Yeah, I like to be ready for work. <laughs> I like to get ready in the morning before work, like a few hours where I have to be there. That way I can get ready like first thing and then just chill. Just chill yeah. and like watch the news or something. Yep. I give myself 10 minutes to chill. Yeah, you're uh, you're a procrastinator. Uh, I mean, I wake up an hour and a half before I have to be somewhere. Yeah, but that doesn't give you whatever. It gives me just enough time. I you, digress. We, we all three of us know in... So all three of us, including yourself, know that you are late to everything. Nope. I remember when I, when <laughs> I haven't I, been late in years. You I remember when we were when we were right. servers. <laughs> when we were servers, you were late every time. And they kept me there for a year. Yeah, you're lucky because they liked you. Uh, so anyway, uh, personality and looks can go a long way, huh? <laughs> I guess so. But only yeah, see, I mostly have to, looks. I have to be extra funny because my looks don't compensate for my for me. But. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I think you're very handsome, Greg. Oh, it's not like I was fishing for compliments. <laughs> Stop. Put your pole keep, away. Keep going. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. But anyway, nope. uh, so, yeah. So the, the baggie of, of ecstasy floated its way to Carl Higdon. <laughs> and the creature told him that the, these would last him for four days. And he should take one now. Are you ready to party? Without questioning, Higdon reached for one of the pills, placed it in his mouth, and swallowed it. I don't know why you would just take a pill from a random person, like random stranger. It was no the matter. 70s, Matt. Yeah. You take so he was like, oh, this is going to be groovy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be tripping and hunting for little, four days. <laughs> little did he know it was Bill Cosby behind that mask. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he took, he took one of the pills, swallowed it, and, put the, and placed the package in his pocket. The creature said his name was Also One. Uh, as, Whoa! His yeah. name was one. How do you spell that? A u s s o o n e. Oh, also one. Or is it also one? I don't know. Also <laughs> one. As he moved, Higdon became aware of a transparent cube-shaped object on the ground behind the figure. He would estimate it to be around five feet high and wide, and around seven feet tall. Which I don't. 
understand what he means by five foot high and wide, but it's also seven feet tall. <laughs> this is like a I I'm picturing a uh, refrigerator. Does he mean like it's five foot off the ground and seven feet tall? Because uh, whatever. Yeah, like that, I can see that like kind of like a monolith. Well, no, but I'm just saying the guy that writes these articles, which I love UFO insights. Again, check them out. This is where I'm reading this from. But uh, I love it. But this person, the person that writes these these stories needs to proofread or have a proofreader because there are so <laughs> many grammatical mistakes in here that sometimes it makes me want to tear my head off. <laughs> but that's just the kind of person I am when I see something like that. But uh, so yeah, five feet high. I hope you know that you are setting a very high standard for yourself whenever you say that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? We're just gonna pick apart everything you do and and say. That's fine. I I support constructive criticism. But uh, um, I support constructive criticism. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so although he was not told so, Higdon somehow realized this was a strange figure ship. As if reading his mind, the creature asked him, Want to come along? Although he didn't specifically answer yes, he must have gestured as much. The next thing he knew, he was inside the cube. Next oh. to him was also one. <laughs> so Str- he just, so he just like, poof. Yep. Oh, okay, so the there's fuck? one thing, a, a weird thing about a lot of these accounts that, I've, that are from like different encounters. Um, people, they, they never recall how they ended up in the ship. They just remember like a, a bright bluish light and the next thing you know they're in the ship it, it sounds like, like it's a dream even when they are when they go through uh, regressive hypnosis they still can't figure out how they actually got inside the ship i all i did was take some strange pill and then poof <laughs> i was in a ship i have no idea yeah so yeah next to him was also one uh struggling to understand how they could both fit inside such a small object higdon looked around in awe but still with persistent panic bubbling away inside of him when he noticed the five elk were also in the cube with them, his own memories and senses began to become fuzzy. He'd recall, though, that they were motionless, paralyzed. It was then he realized he was sat in a chair with bands holding his arms down firmly. He could feel that the craft was lifting off the ground. He also noticed another, another of the creatures enter the room. It approached him, fitting fitting a bizarre helmet-like object to his head. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are seat belts. <laughs> you can leave anytime you want, but this is for your safety. <laughs> I kind of picture it as like the Willy Wonka elevator, like floating around yeah. the sky. Oh. <laughs> Come with me and you'll see. <laughs> when Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> okay. yep. yeah. uh, the underside of the craft was clear and beneath him. Uh, Higdon w- could see a planet-shaped object similar to a basketball. It was a planet, but it wasn't Earth or any other planet he knew of. They would enter this mysterious world, and although Higdon's memories of it are hazy at best, what he does recall is pretty fascinating. Uh, most prominent in his mind was of a megalithic tower the dwarfed, that dwarfed all around it. He'd recall that, quote, mm. all around this tower were revolving patterns of multicolored lights, unquote. Ooh. The lights were so intense that Higdon couldn't keep his eyes open to look at them. Apparently unaffected by their guest's, discom- their guest's discomfort, the figures brought the craft to land at the base of the tower. Like He'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, and another so- thing, another crazy thing about this is uh, not like a lot of people all will, will uh, report that these ships will give off this light that's so bright that they can barely look at it. Okay? Yeah. But they don't like it. Don't, I don't know. I've I've heard that before. We've uh, yeah, I I believe we've definitely talked about that. And like that, the haze. There's always some sort of haze that comes off of them. Something. Yeah. 
The CGI is so bright. <laughs> so yeah, Higdon could see the alien world through the transparent walls of the craft. He was amazed then that in front of him, outside the craft, were several humans talking to each other just as they would on Earth. He claimed there were two young girls, one around 11 and one her early teens. A teen couple uh, around 18 years. And, and this is whenever he landed? 50s. Yeah. This was like on that megalith? On that uh, planet. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. And that's another thing. You always hear of uh, being in alien ships and sometimes you'll see uh, human people that were, are wearing military uniforms. Do you think hmm. this guy is remote viewing? I, no, definitely not. No. Hmm. No, remote viewing. You, you remember what remote viewing is? Uh, yeah, you see other planets. Yeah, but he's like actually there. Mm. <laughs> he either his the, body so he is took there. The, the pill, drugs that the he pill took. he took, either made him trip the fuck out, or he's actually here. It's like DMT or something. So DMT. As he watched the scene outside the ship, his host approached him once more. They were, he claimed, on a planet 163,000 light years from Earth. Higdon questioned if the creature had meant light years. Or light miles, sorry, 163,000 light miles from Earth. What's so Higdon, a light mile? Well, I've never Higdon, heard of that before. Higdon questioned if the creature had meant light years, to which he replied, the passage of time is different for them. Also, one then mentioned that they should go, and Higdon was led inside the behemoth tower. Uh, so hmm. light miles, did they ever explain at all what this is? No, I have no idea what it means. One second, one second. I don't think it's an actual thing. Yeah, that does seem like kind of crazy. Light yeah. miles to light years. I mean, yeah, it looks like uh, with Southwest um, Airlines, you can build up light miles. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, I believe that's what they're talking about. Okay. So <laughs> he was taken into the ele into an elevator of this big this big tower, uh, which took them to a room with a platform in the center of it. He was told to stand on the platform, and then he was told to take out his dick and swing it around like a helicopter. <laughs> oh my god. Man, all these al these aliens get real weird with the body <laughs> yeah, parts. Do. So uh, anyway, as as he moved, he noticed he was not walking but floating. Although he didn't understand how. Upon stepping onto the raised platform, a glassy shield appeared from out of the wall. It stopped in front of Higdon, evidently performing some kind of scan on him. After five minutes or so, the shield retracted away from him and back into the wall. Then. His host informed him rather bluntly that he was to be taken back to Earth where they had found him as he didn't suit their purpose. Hmm. <laughs> nah. Too <laughs> ugly. Too compliant, really. Yeah, yeah. We like uh, we like our humans with a little bit of fight to them. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta struggle a little or else we don't want you. This was yeah. too easy. He, he just grabbed that pill out of yeah. his hand. <laughs> Fucking slut. <laughs> so... What is extremely interesting about this detail is just short of a decade later, an elderly gentleman in England named Alfred Bertu would receive almost the exact same response to a similar examination on a landed UFO. It's highly unlikely that Bertu was, un was aware of Higdon's encounter and perhaps endorses that Higdon believes the purpose was a breeding program. Ooh. Oh. Before he knew it, he was back inside the cube with no real memory of how he arrived there. He did recall, however, of also one admiring his primitive weapon before handing him back his rifle. He also, rather bizarrely, perhaps, remembers his host informing him that their home planet had no fish in their seas, which was one of the things about Earth that it's their weird. people most, most liked. As they prepared to take off, the creature took back the pills that Sigden would no longer need them. That reminds <laughs> me of a, oh, uh, what was it? The, um, 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's with the uh, dolphins. The dolphins oh, yeah. on so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, and they took the fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this was his last memory of the cosmic encounter before he found himself back on Earth. Disoriented and on the verge of, of mentally breaking down, Higdon didn't question how his truck had seemingly been moved several miles from where he parked it oh, to, the, to the spot the, where he encountered the humanoid creature. So really quick, uh, I can imagine since this was some sort of like breeding program per se, I can imagine they were able to like tell they're like, ooh, he doesn't have good sperm. So Something. fucking yeah. fuck off. Yeah, he's a blank shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah uh his part his truck was there parked where he en- encountered the creature uh when the creature stated to him we'll see ya he realized he was floating slightly above the ground the next thing he knew the craft was gone and he was standing on the edge of a rocky cliff edge although the drop was only 10 feet or so he was not prepared for it when he landed on the ground below he would sustain sustained considerable injuries whoa maybe this is what happened to greg Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually disappeared and then just reappeared halfway down that <laughs> that cliff that he fell off of. Yeah. Because time had slowed down so much that we like he was gone for like hours. But yeah, so the ending of it is pretty much his truck was not was parked where he encountered the ship and the creature, even though he parked his truck like a uh, further away off the road. And he wasn't sure how his truck got there because there's no way you could drive up to that area. Yeah. And so next thing you know is he falls off a thing and he's and he somehow gets on the CB radio in his truck and gets people to come find him because he has no idea where he is, apparently. And uh, so eventually gets found and he tells his story. And but yeah, that's about it. It's just a weird story to me, especially the alien. And nobody believes him. Probably not. That's crazy because this is almost like uh, it could have very easily turned into a missing 411 story. Mm -hmm. But they didn't need him. And like they told him they didn't need him. So yeah, that's so crazy. Which yeah. there is new missing 411 stuff that is uh I think it comes out in November. Very, very interesting. I'm stoked. But yeah, that's I just these these encounters with these beings to me are really interesting. Because there's like I just don't understand how so many people could make this up, but also have such similar stories all before the internet came out. You just like the black leather sex suits. Yeah, he is definitely wearing a gimp suit. Something. <laughs> I didn't realize it until Matt pointed it out, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Is this a book? Uh, it looks like it. I'm about to get that. The Alien Abduction of the Wyoming Hunter. Did you say there was a uh, there was another one that you wanted to go through? Um, Does it have more sex and drugs and alcohol? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> There's no ratings on this book. Nobody's read it. Hmm. It is by Marjorie A. Higdon. So probably his wife. Or daughter. She's just trying to make a living. He had bad sperm. Oh yeah, that's right. He did have bad sperm. <laughs> <laughs> One person is currently reading. That was a good story, Greg. That was great. <clears throat> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's just, I don't know, man. I... I'm a firm believer in that there are other beings other than humans interacting on Earth. There's a lot of crazy stuff that's like happening as far as the paranormal and even in like cryptid uh, communities and things like that. Is that is that a thing? Cryptid communities? Um, I'm sure. But I've I've been seeing a lot of stuff now to where there is uh, fucking they've they've 
been seeing like Sasquatch running on all fours like a spider, like oh, some, kind of moving like that. Some reports show Sasquatch flying a fucking UFO. <laughs> I've seen some where Elvis is also flying a UFO. Huh. Oh, uh, is that from the movie Elvis? Yeah, that was in that movie Elvis. Oh, I did, however, watch what was it? A uh, Demon House? Uh, the Zach Bagans one. Oh yeah, Dude, that oh. was actually that was pretty good. That was a that was pretty terrifying at times. Um, I don't know. I I did meet someone who knew Zach Bagans, and uh, he said he is as stinky, as douchey oh. as you would think he is. But everyone else on the crew is super nice. I don't think Zach's <laughs> douchey. I just think he has. You a, don't I, know him. I just think he camera. has like a personality that people think is douchey. That's my opinion. He's a little he's a weirdo, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely like a little nerd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty nerdy. <laughs> he's gonna fight you now. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'd do anything to really to like meet this dude. So <laughs> I would love to I'd love to meet that whole crew. Like, I'm at Greg Dowd's house and I can just feel the negative energy coming <laughs> out of it. Well, that's weird because I am a positive person. <laughs> so much negative energy. Oh, you know, it's hurting my head. I oh just my wanted, god, I just gotta leave this place. Something in me just wanted oh, I just wanted to sock you in the face. <laughs> I love those conversations where they're like they're like, Yeah, I just really wanted to punch you in the face for a second. <laughs> yeah, and no, that's not who so I funny. am. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I felt the need to. I just had to leave the room. I'm sorry, brother. You know I love you. <laughs> oh, that's that is a crazy uh, thing though, because they had like um they were talking they had interviews from like the cps workers talking about the kids like that had been allegedly possessed like climbing up the wall backwards uh, yeah. and the stuff. demon house one yeah yeah apparently, yeah that kid yeah yeah that is a uh, wild stuff so all of this stuff is supposed to allegedly tie together <laughs> here though um like between the cryptids and the aliens and the demons and possessions and things like that. So how do you think, because I, I see how cryptids could tie in to where it's like that universe, um, like walls becoming very thin and overlapping at times and stuff like coming through just in moments. And even that with like hauntings. But when it comes to possession, what do you think? What do you make of that? do you like like do i think it's real what do you yeah yeah just what are your thoughts just in general on like demon I, possessions i think most like probably like a good majority of those people are probably just mentally ill but i'm sure there are some where they are actually in a way possessed or at least believe enough so to be possessed yeah you know like there'd be no way to tell if they actually are or not because because of all the mental illnesses especially from previous cases that have been like debunked basically to say that they actually had a mental illness and not some sort of possession. Yeah. And it's like, they're, um, they're like really faithful, like Christians or whatever. And they, they get those, like those kind of tropes into their head of demons and the devil and like evil in that sense. And they just kind of like run with it. I, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot on this world that we still don't. I think I think the cliche, the cliche term. I think truth really is stranger than fiction. I think there's a lot going on here that we just don't understand it or whatever. Can't That's comprehend. Right. It's crazy. Open your eyes, people. Open your eyes while you sleep. Yeah, dig as far underground as you can and see what's there. <laughs> Live underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was there, did you have any other encounters you wanted to talk about? Let's talk about personal encounters. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any personal encounters. I don't either. Yeah. Um, I wish I did. I mean, I think there was that spot that we went to that was in Blue Springs or, uh, <laughs> nope, oops. Um, that was the encounter. That was my encounter. Um, the place, Greg, it was the place you took me. Um, it was like out in the middle of nowhere. You could see those stars. Oh, uh, Smithville Lake. Yeah, that's the one. You yeah, guys want stargazing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. They're the some of those stars are moving like back and forth and stuff. They mm-hmm. look kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, news for you, those aren't stars. <laughs> they might not be. <laughs> those are tears of alien children who want to immigrate to our planet, but um, but they're not allowed to because they're not old enough. Did you see? Did you see they opened up uh like the Moscow airport? And stuff like there's like a flight going out of there every like 30 yeah for seconds because everyone's trying to come get out of Russia yeah fuck that because Putin fucking's like all right we're gonna get three hundred thousand military reserves to come in and fight this war and after he made that announcement everyone's trying to leave Russia <laughs> it's pretty intense because uh, he also he also brought up the nuclear nuclear weapons again always and so now everyone is on high alert it's like every sentence. It's just pretty scary that yeah. he is he might resort to nukes, and because I know once he does that, everyone else is gonna gonna respond. Yeah, I I, I want to say that I don't believe him, but if I I feel like if enough people say that, then I feel like he's backed he's up. Gonna do I feel it. like he's backed up backed up enough into a corner that it's probably right there, like on on his mind. I've got nukes. So, I've got nukes. So here's what I think would happen though: if he tried to nuke like a superpower like the United States. Um, no, he's just gonna nuke Ukraine. Uh, yeah, but we're interfering. Yeah, with the war. but we're yeah. we're not interfering. We're just supporting. So U- Ukraine. Yeah, the, the Warhammer satellite or whatever it's called is just gonna laser that shit out of the sky. Do like, we have one of those? I don't know. Probably. It'd be cool. I, I like the idea of that. <laughs> There's a lot of like cool military tech out there that we don't know about, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's one of them. I'm sure space laser is definitely one of them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who else is gonna fight for us if not uh i also heard that even china and north korea are telling putin that they don't think nuking ukraine is a good idea and north korea is like like hella like hella nuke supporters like but they're like nah you probably shouldn't do that putin i like that term hella nuke supporters (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just found that kind of funny that they're they're even telling him no yeah, because they because they know that if that if he does it that 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 everyone's gonna fucking start shooting nukes at each other. Yeah, and that's gonna end the world. Yeah, we're gonna have a nuclear fallout in another ice age. That'd be crazy. I don't know. We we gotta tread lightly here. I think we're starting to turn into a, <laughs> one of those doomsday podcasts. Nah. Ooh, I watched a uh, I watched a documentary about um a lady that had like a doomsday podcast she was in a cult and like killed her kids and stuff she, she wasn't was in my cult. crazy yeah no she was like she applied i had her application and i read it and i was like <laughs> wow this is really impressive so i went and googled her and then i was like nope yeah that one was called uh sins of our mother yeah she she's crazy yeah that was fucking my wild cult shit. is more just about telling me i'm pretty <laughs> i thought you it wasn't a cult i thought i mean my organization my llc <laughs> It was supposed to be about being closer to God. It is. It's down to earth, but closer to God. You're. <laughs> it's okay. My organization is about 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 me 
being closer to God for you. So you don't have to try as hard. Oh, oh that's good. Okay. Yeah, because so there's nothing for... you can do about your your challenged vertical height. Lazy religionists. <laughs> uh, no, it has nothing to do with how. Uh, so even if you're a Christian, if you're short. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're still closer to the you're, devil. You're so far away from God. He doesn't even care about you. <laughs> yeah, 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 he doesn't even. It's not even that. It, it's not that he, he doesn't even care about you. It's the fact that he just doesn't even know you exist. And I remember, I remember in the Bible where God said anybody under five seven, he just doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> he even, he even allegedly said that they were an accident. Okay. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to answer everybody's prayers from tallest to shortest. <laughs> and then once they got to 5'8", he was like, oh, man, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm done. I'm, I've done enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, you you fuckers to... just keep getting taller and taller. Yeah. And then he, he texted me and he was like, hey, I need you to take care of 5'7 and below people. And I was like, why, God? Why? And he goes, because, Greg, that's a lot of fucking work and I need help. And I was like, all right, dude. Like, cool. I'll do it. But I mean... I, I'm not the best choice. And he goes, Greg, you are the best choice. And I 100% uh, believe in you because I am God and, and you will be you. when I retire. <laughs> Come on, God. He's not going to believe that. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and I told God, I was like, all right, dude, like, I, I'll do it for you. <laughs> and he now, was like, sick. Yeah. <laughs> good. Thank you, Greg. You are yeah. doing half of god's work you are doing uh, my work <laughs> you're, you're welcome it's what i'm here for oh no now bow to me and kiss my knees we are about to have westboro baptist church knocking on our door at any moment good i want to talk to him and tell him about my organization good yeah, yeah. <laughs> fred phelps can't save you now that's Isn't... right he did he did he um, did yeah there's still a bunch of crazy assholes out there though yeah um yeah, just uh, give up. Just give it up. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I, I've got. How? Uh, any any closing statements you guys wanted to make? I just want to say that non-human beings exist, whether it be from a different planet or a different spatial dimension. They exist. There's no way these stories are all made up. Reach I just out, don't believe touch it. me. Dun, dun, so you're saying this happened? And it's not that it. So we don't. It we happens. don't have to do that. Yeah, we don't really have. We don't to do have that. to do that. Our our show is called "This Never Happened" because it's based off of like secret agent, secret agencies saying like coming up to you like the men in black telling you, you never saw this. We've never this really never explained happened. that before. Yeah. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where we got the, our name. We yeah, got our name. Most, we got yeah. our name from that. Like we're gonna we're we were gonna make a cartoon or we kind of still are, but we've just been more we've been focusing more on this. But it's basically just about cia officers and stuff like that coming there's, to... there's clues of the cartoon out there yeah places yeah you gotta look really hard i couldn't you gotta even look come pretty up. hard it's but not they're coming out up on there. youtube anymore oh man yeah we're getting buried <laughs> i'm even like i'm subscribed to the channel and it still doesn't come up it was fun it was that was a lot of fun uh but yeah this is this has taken up a lot of our time if you want to help us out and do some of our editing, let us know. We can't pay you because we can't really pay ourselves at the moment. Yeah, so we'll, we'll pay you with kisses. We'll pay you with kisses. And you can reach out to us at our Instagram and Facebook pages at This Never Happened Show or our email. Gmail. Yeah, tnhcartoon at gmail.com. Yeah. Like and subscribe. 
like and subscribe. I'm sorry, please take that out. <laughs> Smash that follow button. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, uh I, I bring this up every once in a while. We are still holding a five-star review on spot or a five-star rating on Spotify. Hell yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys once again. Um and fuck on. And I love yes. you all. And please be nice to everyone. This is my outro. Be kind. Watch out for them aliens or they're gonna probe you. Just be kind, rewind, and be nice to everyone. Don't don't think you're better. Bye-bye.